to the Sustainable Transitions podcast, a podcast series where we explore our transition to a low-carbon society, the communities that lead the way, and the people who support them. I am your host, Stephanie Lindbacker. Today's guest is Mr. Alexander Fry from Transition Town Frankfurt, a community-based initiative here in Frankfurt focused on changing our society to deal with issues such as peak oil and climate instability. Welcome, Mr. Bright. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, just a heads up, today we are in a cafe, so there might be some more background noise than usual. But to get started, what is the Transition Town? So the Transition Town movement is a global initiative. It was started by a man named Rob Hopkins in his hometown of Totnes in the UK. Uh, and as it's since spread throughout the world, there are hundreds of Transition Town initiatives on all continents and many, many countries. And what we do is we try to enable people to live a more sustainable life today. We try to show very, very hands-on approaches of how you can change your lifestyle today already to become more sustainable and more resilient to climate change, to peak oil, to all those things. How did you get involved in the Transition Town Movement? So personally, I'm an urban planner. So I studied urban planning in Hamburg and London, and throughout my studies, I became very, very interested in issues of sustainability, urban sustainability. And in my studies, I also heard of the Transition Town Movement because it's a kind of famous thing. And so when I moved to Frankfurt for my job, I looked around and I looked at what was there in Frankfurt and I saw that there was a Transition Town group and I decided to become involved with it. And here I am. So what are the goals of the Transition Town movement? So we are very much concerned with issues of climate change and peak oil and how to transition, which is what this is all about, to a society that can deal with the upcoming issues. We are currently very much in a situation where we're kind of screwed if we keep on going this way. And so what the Transition Town movement is trying to do is show people, inform people, and enable people to change their behavior in such a way as to become more sustainable and more resilient on a very individual or community-based level. So we're not so much about national politics or international politics, although we obviously keep up with them and we are interested in them, but what we're mainly concerned with is what can I and my neighborhood do today that is not hard but is kind of easy to do and can change my life today to become more sustainable and more resilient. And so what differentiates the transition town Frankfurt from other transition towns? We're all kind of similar because obviously we all have the same goals. The thing I like about transition town is all of them, not just Frankfurt, is that it's very much about just doing what you want to do, basically. We have a somewhat fixed agenda in the sense that we are dealing with issues of climate change, of peak oil, of how to do all these things. But what every local group does is very much up to them. There's no like fixed list of things you have to do. So it is very much about what you want to do. So if someone has an idea that relates to these issues, they can come to us, they can say, hey, I want to do this. And then they basically can pretty much. And they can like do this under the umbrella of transition time. So, so that I very much like. We are here in Frankfurt. We have a bit of an issue in the sense that transition town as an idea started in a very small town and is based around like the community level, the neighborhood level or the 
the small town level if you're in a smaller town. So in a sense, Frankfurt as a whole city is too big for a transition town. We try to now found neighborhood groups in specific quarters that address that very problem by going to those places and trying to do something more local. What transition town Frankfurt as a whole does is trying to connect people. There are a lot of things going on in Frankfurt already that are not transition town, but all these people are very, very nice, obviously, and they all do very great things. So we try to connect them in ways that like if some people have similar ideas, we try to put them in touch with each other and see if they can work something out. Would you describe it as more of like a network than a initiative in and of itself? Or is it an initiative and a network? I think it's both. We try to like connect people, but we also try to do our own things. Obviously, we do Transition Town Frankfurt on like a city level. We do monthly meetups for different topics where people can present their own initiative and then we can talk about it. But it's also always just a nice opportunity for people to meet and to talk about these issues and to like exchange tips and tricks on how to do certain things. I feel like climate change and peak oil and all all these things like the environment in the media it's always this very big huge looming topic and people don't know how to respond to it how to deal with it and then they read about all the politics that are involved with it the united nations sustainable development goals the paris agreement all these things and so it's this very very huge thing it doesn't really relate to their everyday life and so i think that's very important to see that other people are also thinking about these things and then also just exchange and talk about what you can do which is what we're trying to do and just confirm that there are other people out there who are also concerned with these things because sometimes it can seem like this unsurmountable obstacle and that's just coming at us and it's not it is solvable and that's what it is about and how is transition town friends organized. So we have a core group of about four to five people who deal with kind of the daily business. We respond to emails, we set up the meetings, we present Transition Town at like fairs or in panel discussions where these things are discussed and so on. And then we have a bunch of topical groups who work on their respective topics more or less independently. And all of these groups, they came about because some one or a group of people came to us and said, okay, I'm very interested in this topic and I want to work on that. Can I do that? And generally speaking, we say yes, if it relates to those topics. So we have a bunch of different groups that are working on different topics right now. Personally, because I'm an urban planner, I'm very interested in urban transportation issues. And right now there's a huge citizens initiative in Frankfurt, the Radenscheid. We are pushing for better cycling infrastructure in the city. So I'm personally working on that. For example, we also have the neighborhood groups I already mentioned one in Eschersheim and one in Hedernheim, which are neighborhoods of Frankfurt. And we have a bunch of other groups, for example, a regional currency group that was recently formed. They are trying to see if that is possible to establish some kind of regional currency within the region. Apparently, it's very hard. There are other towns that have done it, but they are more like self-contained. Frankfurt as a whole, because of the banks and everything, is more of a global city, so it's apparently a little harder to do here. So we'll see how that shakes out. There is a sustainable running group or jogging group. They participate in marathons and so on and they pay attention to how their running shoes are produced, where their clothes come from and so on. 
And so there's a variety of topics, some more academical or theoretical, like the regional currency thing, for example, but some very, very relatable to like everyday life. For example, like jogging. I think that's a great example because it's something a lot of people do and a lot of people kind of just take for granted in a way. They don't think about what impacts these things have. And so by doing this, by connecting an activity that many people do, working out, going running, do these sustainability issues and thinking about how can I actually make this everyday activity more sustainable in a way that doesn't take away from the experience. I think that is very good because it's kind of, it works as a gateway. So people who run see this group, they get involved and they change their behavior in relation to going running and then they see okay there are things I can do and then they also do those things in other areas of their life. That sounds very interesting having been in Frankfurt for a couple of months now I noticed that for example the bicycle path some places are very good and other places are non-existent. Yes that is very unfortunate. I mostly walk but then you almost get into a battle with bicycling oh, yeah. you're walking and yeah, to see that change would be lovely. Oh no yeah <laughs> yeah that is a huge issue like I've said before that we're not that political mm-hmm. in a sense it's very much about what can I do so in a sense like this political campaign is not purely transition town in that but obviously we got involved because it's a very important topic and we wanted to work on that and also it's not just about changing the politics of the city building the cycling infrastructure it's also about telling people that biking is an option and that they should do it what sort of people participate in transition town Frankfurt so we get a variety of people so for the monthly meetings it's always a very eclectic mix I should say it obviously depends on the topic so sometimes we get more people if it's a more interesting or more popular topic I should say sometimes there are a little less people and then obviously we also then get people who are interested in that particular topic but generally it's always a very broad mix of ages and interests who are obviously united by a general interest in sustainability issues or transition issues I think this is something I think we could do better is we tend to get people who are already interested in these things so in that sense I think we could do much better in reaching out to people who are not yet aware of how important these things are and how much of a potential there is for people to improve their lives, I should say. I don't want to sound like a teacher explaining to people how they could make their life better. But I think a lot of these things, it's kind of a win-win situation where you can do something to make, to reduce your carbon footprint, to do something about climate change, but to also improve your life in a way. I'll come back to the cycling issue, for example. Cars are incredibly expensive for an individual, whereas cycling is not really like the costs are very minimal in comparison to owning a car and maintaining a car and especially in a city like frankfurt you don't really need a car you can organize your life in such a way that you can deal without a car you can use public transportation and cycling and so kind of showing people that it is possible to not have a car people can save money and do something for the planet at the same time so i think that's something we could do better reach people who are not yet involved with this do you find it difficult to incorporate minorities and immigrants and such people i know a lot of community organizations have trouble obviously most of them do their work in German and so it ends up being like this German group that they maybe try but they have to focus on their own work as well. Yes, yes I do think so. So the monthly meetings we certainly have an issue with that or I wouldn't say an issue but like it tends to be a self-selective group of German people who are already interested in those issues but that's because usually those monthly meetings are they're discussion meetings essentially. There's someone who presents their organization or their project or whatever and then you talk about 
about it and then there's a bit of general discussion about these things which is nice don't get me wrong but it doesn't really relate to like everyday action i think the neighborhood projects we recently started are much better in that regard in that first of all they have a much more specific target in that they are very much about what that neighborhood can do and how that neighborhood can get in touch with each other and do things and form networks and do all kinds of nice things which makes it much easier to get people to come who are not yet involved in these things. It also helps that those neighborhood projects have more of a permanent presence in the city. We don't have an office as such and because we target the whole city with all these things it's a bit more diffuse but if you have a neighborhood project and like there's an urban gardening project there's a big sign and everything then it's much more likely for people who are just passing by to come and take a look and then maybe get involved. So it's easier to reach a broader audience with those. We also do a yearly kind of event day. Uh, we've done it since 2014, I think, so before my time, which is we invite all kinds of organizations throughout the whole city to come by and have a booth and present themselves to the public. And those are always very well received. It used to be called the Van which is literally transition day. This year we decided to cooperate with an organization called PRF because they basically did the same thing like two months before us. So we decided that it's kind of redundant and we would just do it together. So this year it was called the Grünwärts Festival, which is a bit of a pun, doesn't translate. And those are always very well received because it's not just people telling you about their project. There's also music and food and just a nice day out basically. And you can also look at all these things and see what you can do and how you can get involved. So that's always very nice. I think those, the neighborhood project and then the day thing, those are much better at involving people, a broader audience. When do you have the next, what did you call it, Green, the next day? Greenwatch Festival. Yeah. Oh, we don't have a date yet. Sure. It's going to be 2019, somewhere in the summer. Right. We'll figure it out. Fair enough. So what sort of activities does Transition Town Frankfurt do? Yeah, no, so we do those monthly meetings, different topics. The next one is actually next Tuesday, which in this case is meet and shite. So there's a citizens initiative about cycling infrastructure, which we are heavily involved in. There is currently a second citizens initiative in the making, which will be dealing with issues of affordable housing, which here in Frankfurt is a huge issue because of all the banks. There is a lot of speculation, lots of high price, high rent apartments, which people often cannot afford. It's a huge issue, especially because Frankfurt is a growing city. So there's a high demand. People are moving into the city. People who commute. Frankfurt has also has a lot of commuters who come in and lots of those commuters obviously want to maybe move closer to their work. So it's a huge issue and there's currently a citizens initiative starting up kind of wanting to address those issues and they are going to present their campaign at the next meeting. So that's kind of a political topic. We've also had some topics that are very like everyday activity focused. For example, how to save electricity in the household or how to install your own solar panel. So it's a very broad range of topics at those monthly meetings. Turn up is usually between 10 and 20 people so it's not too big but it's also nice after the discussion we can just have a general chit chat about things so that's always very nice we do the Wandeltag now Grünwärts Festival yearly big event and then there's the different groups who all work more or less independently that's one of the things that makes Transition Town Transition Town in a way these things they form kind of under our umbrella and then the more they grow and the more the more they become independent until eventually they're kind of doing just their own thing so they're still nominally connected to Transition Town Frankfurt but there's very little interaction which is what we want we want people to do their own thing to form 
networks to form these organizations and then to not be dependent on us in a way, mm-hmm. but to just hopefully it becomes self-sustaining. So yeah, that's good. Are they on legal forms or are they... No, well, some of them are. It depends on what you want, really. So yeah. we are an eingetragener Verein, which is a very German thing. Um, I don't know, it doesn't really translate. We're like an officially recognized organization. Yeah. Like we're in the city register. We're also gemeinnützig, which means we are recognized as kind of doing work for the public good. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to pay taxes, okay. uh, which is good. So we are like a recognized legal entity yeah. as Transition Town Frankfurt am Main, which is mostly, so we are kind of on the books. We can have like a club bank account and all these things but it's mostly just there as a convenience it wouldn't be necessary some of the more established group have founded their own verein or are thinking about it but most groups are kind of just they don't have a legal form they just work together and write emails so what do you think has been your greatest success as transition town frankfurt so far Uh, well for me personally it would certainly be the grünwärts festival this year so our big one day event where we threw in together with pf those are always a lot of work event management is a huge hassle um but in the end it was worth it it worked out many many people came many more than we anticipated and we got a lot of very positive press about how we communicated these issues because as i've said before climate change and all these things often seem to be very huge and looming and you don't know what to do about it and apparently i don't know how we did it but apparently people seem to relate to this kind of event where it's just kind of oh you just go and you eat a bit of cake and you listen to a bit of music and then there's also all these groups who show you what they do and how it's kind of very easy actually to do something about it to eat more local for example or to save energy in the household and so on and so that was really great to see how people related to those issues even people who are not usually involved with these things so that was very satisfying and then the other thing i have to mention is the Ratenscheid, the cycling infrastructure thing which was a huge success it's not that we do that on our own we are very we are very much in contact with a lot of other organizations in frankfurt and so we're going for a municipal referendum and we had to collect about 15,000 signatures and in the end we had over 40,000 signatures so that obviously was a huge success already we're not done yet nothing has been built yet because of us but we're getting there so that was also a very satisfying experience to kind of see that there is a need or that people respond to what you're doing. And so what do you think are your biggest challenges within Transition Town Frankfurt? Well, the one thing I've already kind of mentioned, we've discussed how to reach people who are not yet interested in these topics. I think that's an issue that a lot of these citizen initiatives and groups face, kind of this very self-perpetuating bubble. You're always like, when you have a discussion, you have a panel discussion, it's always the same people. They all kind of agree with each other and you all have a nod and then it's good. So that's an issue we're certainly facing. I think we're like... As I've said, those neighborhood initiatives are very good at getting people involved. So we're kind of getting better. What We certainly need to work on that. And then the other thing is, I cite it as, as an upside that it's very much about people wanting to do a thing. So if someone is interested in a topic, they can 
income and they can work on that which is good it gives people a lot of freedom and it also means that we get very very motivated people sometimes but it also means that if there's no one interested in a topic then we don't do that thing so a lot of these things are very very dependent on one or two or three people being very invested in that project which is not very good and sustainable in the long run because then many things might happen you might move away because of a job you might have kids or you might suddenly lose interest for whatever reason and I don't blame them for that but obviously that then means that that group then ceases to function which is not good for the kind of topical group which is even worse for the core group who's kind of keeping the whole ship running so we're very dependent on people on individuals we're kind of trying to make it more institutionalized in a way sounds kind of a bad word what I mean is like make it more dependent on functions and not on individual people to kind of make it more sustainable that when someone leaves for whatever reasons or wants to do less because at this point all we do is voluntary work pretty much for those two neighborhood projects we get money from the state we apply to the federal government there's like a program that they do where they hand out money to neighborhood organizations and through that we are actually able to pay people which is very good which is a big big step for transition town before that it was all voluntary work now we have actual employees but all the other work is done on a voluntary basis which is nice which also makes us independent but which also means that it's very volatile because well we're all busy people and sometimes you just can't put in the hours so yeah so that's a challenge do you work with other organizations such as non-profits or government yes most of the things we do in cooperation with other organizations that are also active in the city there are all the big ones for example Greenpeace has a Frankfurt group for the cycling infrastructure thing we work with the ADFC which is the Allgemeiner Deutscher Fahrradclub so the German Bicycle Club essentially yeah. their local branch the VCD which is the Verkehrsclub Deutschland so like a general mobility organization they do all kinds of things related to mobility issues and many many other groups that are active and they're more Frankfurt specific so we kind of work with those because we're kind of small and most of it is voluntary so we can't do that much on our own and also why wouldn't we use not use but why wouldn't we cooperate with these people when they work on the same issues and we can pool our resources so we do that a lot also as I've said before we kind of try to put people in touch with each other if there's already a group working on a topic why should we found our own so we just redirect people so we try to be in touch with everyone and see what's going on we also are in touch with the municipal government especially the Umweltreferat which is the environmental department essentially they do obviously a lot of their own work but they also sometimes fund our project and generally speaking we are just in touch with each other and we sometimes offer for example last year they put on the Klima Piazza I think it was a three day event like on the main square in the city where they just had a bunch of events relating to climate change talks but also workshops and so we offered a workshop about urban gardening for them so yeah so that's kind of it's amazing that you're able to do that I know that so many uh, community groups struggle with networking with different organizations it's like an additional thing on top of their work and it's fantastic that we're able to coordinate that kind of and so how has Transition Town Frankfurt changed over time? Ooh. Uh, well, I mean, we've grown, obviously. So Transition Town Frankfurt itself was founded in 2011. So I've only been in Frankfurt for one and a half years, so I wasn't around back then. It was a bunch of people who were generally interested in sustainability issues. And so there is a like an organization that kind of coordinates all the Transition Town initiatives in the German-speaking countries. So Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Usually... I 
I mean, because most of what we do is very local and neighborhood-based, there's not much coordination or communication between the different groups. But obviously, we're in touch. We try to learn from each other what works, what doesn't. So on a forum for that organization, Matthias, who founded Transition Town Frankfurt, he kind of posted there and said, okay, so I'm in Frankfurt. I want to do this thing. Who is interested? And then basically, people got together and actually sat down and did it. And since then, it's grown quite a bit. We have quite a few groups who are working on things. I think we are very present in the city in that we are recognized as a partner for many of these organizations that we work with. So we are involved in their communications. They naturally get in touch with us when they want to do something and they're looking for people to do it with, essentially. So that's good. And I think, so this year, with those two neighborhood projects, we got funding. We have employees now, essentially. So that's a big step. So we are kind of on track to be more stable as an organization, more institutional. How do you see Transition Town Frankfurt as participating in a transition? How are you contributing to it? I think there's a bit of a misconception sometimes about Transition Town as a movement in the sense that because we're kind of targeting the neighborhood and the individual level, it can sometimes seem like we don't trust in politics or like national politics or international politics are irrelevant. I don't think that's the case at all. I think these two things are very much complementary and that we need both sides to work together. In that sense, I think the main thing we can contribute or that we are contributing is just showing people that they can do something about it and that they're not just powerless and then mostly also that they shouldn't just wait on the national government to fix things. As I've said, we need certainly the national level the state level, the international level, but we also need the individual and the neighborhood level. People need to kind of change things on the bottom to create pressure to go up. And also, we just need both levels to work together. We need the international, the national and the state level to create treaties, to create limits for all kinds of things. But we also need the individual, the neighborhood level to create pressure on politics to actually do it, but also to start the change now. There are many things that you can do and that are not that hard to do, and that's what we're trying to show people, that it's not something that is related to like suffering and not doing things and restricting yourself. It can be, in a way, liberating and actually enriching to be active and to do something about it. And what can the public do to support the Transition Town movement? Well, first of all, obviously, get involved in your local transition town group if there isn't one you can found one it's not hard to do there are plenty of resources online many people have done it and then the other hand we need time time is the most important thing so get involved but we also need resources money and space to do things so if you can't if you don't want to invest time we're always happy about donations <laughs> that's pretty much it and what should the government do if they want to support the transition town movement well the same thing really <laughs> uh, we need money it's just, it's a basic truth. It's unfortunate. So yeah, so we're very happy that we get subsidized with those neighborhood projects, but there's always more things to be done. Especially, I mean, I don't want to sound too like anti-corporate and anything, but like we are up against vested interests with big corporations and so on. And those people have a lot of resources, so we kind of have to compete with that. And then also space. We need a space where we can hold our meetings and everything. I mean, we now have one, luckily, but we're paying rent, so that would be nice. And also just, I think, a general recognition of those topics. As I've said before, we need politics, and I certainly don't think that like politicians are bad or anything. I s we need both. 
we need both sides to work together and to come kind of meet in the middle. But often I feel like policies relating to climate change or sustainability issues in general are very piecemeal. We create pressure for one specific issue and then it moves a little bit and then everyone shakes hands and there's nice pictures and it's all good. But then you have to keep going and you always have to keep pushing. I think it's getting better, but I would like politics to recognize that you're not done when you do that one thing. There's always more. Well, we still have a ways to go. So, yeah. And so what should someone do if they're interested in learning more about the Transition Town Movement? That very much depends on where you're based. If you're in Germany, as I've said, there's the organization, I think it's called Transition Town Deutschsprachige Länder or something. If you Google that, you'll find it. <laughs> um, and then they have a list of all the Transition Town initiatives in those three countries. Otherwise, you can just Google Transition Town and your city name and something will hopefully come up. Or if it doesn't, then you can just found one. If you happen to be in Frankfurt, we have monthly meetings every first Tuesday. We have a website. You can Google Transition Town Frankfurt. You'll find us, no problem. So, yeah. I'll also put a link on my website so that if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, you can just go to it and see what it's all about. Thank you very much for the interesting discussion. And thank you for listening. If you would like more information on the content of this podcast or sustainability transitions in general, visit the Sustainability Transitions blog at sustainabletransitionsblog.com. And I have exciting news. The Sustainable Transitions podcast is now available on Castbox, Stitcher, and Blueberry for easy listening on your smartphone. Thank you.